Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, hello, hello. It is Laura. Happy morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. I'm, I'm so grateful that you are here and you're here for this particular podcast because this week is going to be teaching. I'm really, really, really excited about this material because, <laughs> to be honest, I just went back and looked at my first video I did for our clients on this topic. And little baby nurse coach Laura was so cute. And I've learned so much. And I'm so much better at communicating and delivering content. So I wanted to redo this for my clients, but instead of just redoing it for our clients and putting it in our program, I figured I'd love to give it to you guys too. And it's how to run a meetup group or workshop. Now, when I did this, this was pre-pandemic, uh, the app meetup only allowed for in-person meetings. But now, since the pandemic, you can do virtual meetings, which is really, really cool. So meetup.com is a uh, kind of a social media site that people can look for meetups or events in their area um, on all different kinds of topics. So that is the premise of kind of, of how this material came about. But a, a workshop or a, a group event, it could be virtual uh, just done through Facebook. It could be in your community at a yoga center. It could be um, in person. There's there's all these different iterations. But what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is how to do it. How do you run these? What is the objectives? Who do you need to be? And why do we do it? And, and the common pitfalls that I see. How long should the event be? How much should you charge for it? Et cetera, et cetera. And while I'm going to give you an outline of what I think is a great place to start. There's no rules. You guys can can do whatever you want. If this doesn't fit exactly your vision or your niche or, or what you're doing, uh, modify it. But the content is timeless and the principles are timeless. Okay. Why even do meetups? Why do workshops? You know, last night, my husband and I uh, did something called Sunday Sessions where we just did a free thing, advertised it on Facebook, and him and I together just coached anybody who showed up. And while we didn't do it for marketing necessarily, I, I actually did it because I haven't done one in a while. But it's a really great way to establish leadership in your online community, in your 
local community and to create a valuable experience for people to experience you. Now, I used the word experience. I think as nurses, we tend to think of a workshop or an event as like a teaching thing. And I think we've all been to a lot of really bad ones. And I want yours to be really, really, really good. And a coaching practice is in the transformation industry. So we aren't in the teaching industry. We're not in the consulting industry. We're not in the medical industry necessarily. We are in the transformational space. So your meetup, your workshop, whatever it is that you do, it should be transformational, meaning people come, they experience you in this event, and they transform a little bit. Or maybe they become open to the possibility of transformation in their life. I'm going to speak about the meetup app now, because that's what I used. And when you figure out what your niche is, you got to create an umbrella name for your meetup group. So what I had done, because I built my practice in person, was I used to live in Auburn, California. I called it the Auburn Positive Self-Awareness Collective. And then I also had a holistic wellness meetup because I was doing life coaching and, and health coaching. And I decided just to create two separate meetups and do events every month in each one. I very quickly realized I liked the transformational life coaching better, but this made me really network in my community and get over the fear of being in front of people and leading. It was wonderful. It was, it was one of the best things I did for skills and also creating clients. So you create an umbrella name for your meetup group, and then you have sub-themes for events within it. And it's best if you can space it regularly, like every third Thursday. And what day of the week should you do it? It's best done if you're doing it for like after work hours, Tuesday, Wednesdays, or Thursdays are best. Um, or you could do Saturdays or Sundays. Sunday evenings could work. Saturday, Sunday mornings I wouldn't do just because a lot of people go to church. Um, and then Saturdays are tough because if it's depending on your niche, because if you have kids, there's events on the weekends. People go away on the weekends. It's just less likely for people to attend regularly. So I recommend Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday evenings. And time-wise, in your time zone, I would recommend 5 to 7 or 5.30 to 7.30 to be the range. Now this, I'm going to describe this as a two-hour event, but this could be a 90-minute event. 60-minute event, I think, is a little too short to create what you need to have them have an experience with you. Now, what are you going to speak on? I can't talk about this directly, specifically, because all of you guys are going to have different topics. But one of the first events I did was an eye gazing experience where I did eye gazing. Uh, there was uh, an event I did called Navigating the World of Nutritional Supplements that was really cool. I put a transformational spin on something really practical. We did a ketogenic lifestyle where I brought in a, a guest speaker who was also a nurse. So I collaborated. The, my favorite one was exploring your bucket list. And uh, that's probably the one I'll talk about most. Wisdom and wine, having an event and, and offering wine at the event. Vision board creation, creating vision boards together. We've had several clients do this and they've all really liked it. 
It's harder to create a transformational experience, but you're really more doing it for networking. So you create your event. If you're using Meetup, you don't have to. You can use Facebook. You could use just your social media and, and do it through Facebook or, or um, and promote it through Instagram. But uh, what are you going to do to promote it? So you can use the next, if you're doing it locally, you can use the Nextdoor app. You can create flyers and post it in yoga studios, coffee shops, etc. That's not so helpful. Um, in my opinion, it's just a lot more work, but it, but we have people who want to build their practice really outside of social media. So for them, they want to get out on their feet, get into their community and drop things off. So you could do some flyers and put them everywhere. Create a Facebook event and physically post that around town. Use Craigslist and just start telling people. And if, if 10 people say they're coming, two are probably going to come. So invite more than you actually want. Don't be afraid of it being too many. Most of the time, uh, you're going to have some no-shows. Now, people ask me, should I charge or should it be free? Well, here's the thing. There's no wrong. For your first one, if you want to go free, do it free. But people, I had 26 people registered for my event, my free event last night. And I think I had uh, 14 come. Had I had them register where they had to pay like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, they probably would have come just because they don't want to waste 20 bucks or 15 bucks. So when you create a price, what it does is it just creates commitment. It's not like you're going to make a bunch of money on meetups or workshops, but it creates commitment. Uh, You could also do donation only, put your Venmo, put your PayPal and let people do a donation and say suggested donation of 20 bucks. It's another way to do it. Again, this is for marketing. This is not for money making. If you do an event like this regularly, after three, four events, you're going to get really comfortable with that and more confident. And the more confident that you are as a coach, the easier it is to create clients. So even if you looked at this as just a crash, crash course in visibility and confidence, you're winning by even hosting one. This establishes you as a leader. Being in front of the room is something you you must be comfortable with as a coach. I don't think it's something that I realized uh, that I had to do, but we do. We really do. All right. You decide the kind of atmosphere that you want to create. There is an epidemic of lonely people out there, and what you are doing is creating community. So really decide how you want that to feel. I'm going to recommend starting with a two-hour event so that you have space in the beginning, space in the middle, and space at the end to do all of the different parts of of an event. Now, I'm going to, this part of the podcast is going to be pretty teachy. I'm just going to go straight down my list of, of what to do. So this is something, if you're listening to it in your ears, just listen to it and you're driving or something on, on the treadmill, just listen to it to get like an overview but this might be something that eventually you want to take some notes on if you're not our client. If you're a client, you have this PDF and you can ask questions in the group. But if you're, if you're just trying to figure out, I really want to do this, Laura's going to teach me. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay. <laughs> so as I teach you how to do a workshop, my first advice is that in your workshop, do not teach. Do not give information. 
I mean, you can give a little, but this is not why people are coming to you because people are inundated with information. What they want is an experience. Surprise them. Even if they think they're coming for information, they think that's what they need. They're craving an experience around this information or this thing that you're doing. And as far as setup, I'm going to go in person. If it's in person, set up seats in a half circle with you at the front of the room or in a full circle. And it, But don't make you in the front of the room standing up with everybody else sitting down. Make it more of, of you with them. You're going to start with an intro. You're going to welcome everyone. Talk a little bit about you. Go over logistics, where the bathroom is. Smile, be comfortable, make eye contact, and create your agreements. Then do an icebreaker, connecting the room. You could do round robin introductions. You go first and give the format. And here are some ideas that you can have the room do. You could ask everyone to say, right now I'm feeling blank and I came here tonight for blank. So you can say, right now, my name's Laura. Right now I'm feeling a little nervous and I came here tonight to create community with you guys. Go first, set the, the tone, be vulnerable, and then let the rest of the room kind of share so that they kind of have an idea of who's who, why they're there. Another icebreaker is, my name is Laura, and the most embarrassing thing that happened to me this year was blank. So just asking everyone in the group to say the most embarrassing thing that's happened to them and give space for this. It seems so not coachy, not important, not professional, but what you're doing is you're creating safety and vulnerability and you're, you're giving the whole space a vibe, okay? And then say, my willingness to participate in this evening and be vulnerable is a 10 out of 10. Can each of you declare with your fingers on your hand how vulnerable you're willing to be as we go through this and just get a, a vibe check on the room that way? So your intro and then just connecting the room, doing a vulnerability exercise, getting them present, creating the, the vibe for the evening. The next space is going to be where you present your content. 20 minutes for a two-hour event is plenty. So just no more than 20 minutes of you talking to them or giving them information. Um, you can tell stories and pepper in some examples from clients. You can break the info into sections, worksheets, handouts, have a great, great content, research, back it up. Uh, you can have a little bit of a Q&A to discuss content. And depending on the mood or the event, you might want to have like three different options, you know, in your mind. And this doesn't have to, be, this doesn't have to get complicated, but if you, if you get a group that's like wanting to go there, maybe have a more vulnerable, more coachy space that you head into. And if people tend to, to show up more surface, then have a surface version. And it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Just let the group tell you what, they, what they're ready for and what to do next. And here's my favorite advice. And I'm about to start our mentorship retreat this week. I'm recording. Uh, I'm recording in the third week of February. And we have a very large retreat that we're doing this week. And this is what I'm going to try to do at my event, at my four-day event, is be the channel. Let it out. Talk on it. Be passionate. Talk from the heart. No one will go deeper than you. You have to set the tone. 
This is your time to show up different. You hear how my voice is changing. It's deeper. I'm slower. I am embodying every word as I say it with my eyes closed at times. This is where the magic starts to happen, right? And you can feel, you can feel me right now and the vibe I'm bringing just to this podcast with the way that I am being, because I'm being a channel. I'm not being really chirpy and helpful and and talking about stuff and uh, nervously laughing. I am confident. I'm curious. I want to be with my clients, be with these people in the room. So let's go back. First, you're going to do intro. You're going to connect the room Do it with a small vulnerability exercise. You're going to present some content. And you're going to go deeper and become the channel. The next really important part is the experiential piece. So we want to generate an experience. There are a thousand ways to do this, but it's going to be some kind of prompts, participation, not audience with presenter. This is... uh, people moving together in the room, doing something within the room. I have a lot of examples of this and you can look up examples online, but you could do, let me give you an example. You could do one to two minute partnered root stem questioning. So challenge them to to no laughing, hugging, or consoling. Have person A and person B identify themselves. So they who know who's A and who's B. And then give instructions for partner A to say something to partner B and for partner B to answer. So you're essentially pairing them up into their own kind of coaching experience. But you can see this is unexpected, right? Like they, this would be unexpected to have this happen. And maybe you have three sets of questions and you repeat it three times and each question gets a little bit deeper about the subject matter that you just presented. In this experiential piece, you want to end with kind of a climax. There's like an energy you want to take the whole room in, where it starts off a certain way, you drop into a little with a little bit of vulnerability, you present, you create this experience, and then you have this climax, this event. And this can be with you going first, with this with the last exercise. Okay. And after this, you're going to work on the close, okay? So the close is when you have about 10 minutes left and you're going to start building in the business part. Because remember, this event is for marketing our business. So yes, we are serving, but we also want to tie it all together. So let's say uh, you got 10 minutes left of, of the experience, and this could end 15 minutes before the two hours. So you can leave some time at the, at the end of the two hours for people to talk to you, for people to leave their email address, for people to, if they want a little bit more one-on-one time with you, that you build that in. And this can be even online as well. So let's say you put all the, the, the chairs back, you come back to like an intimate circle and you say, that's our event. How's everyone feeling? Let people talk a little bit and say, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I do, but I was I'm so passionate about this. And I build my entire practice through word of mouth. 
And if you are interested in doing something more of this or wanting to come to my next one, please leave me your email and I'll, I'll reach out to you. But it was so awesome to spend time with you tonight. Okay. And then send the sign up in the circle so that people kind of sign up. Now, if you're doing this online, you already have their email. It's beautiful. In the online space, you would say something like, thank you guys so much for being here. Can you pop in the chat three words that describe your experience tonight and have everybody put three words into the chat and then seek permission and say, now by a show of hands, I have all of your emails. Is there anyone here who would love a follow-up one-on-one with me? to kind of go deeper or get more of what we did tonight. And and if you just raise your hand, I'll mark down your name and I'll reach out to you and we can schedule. But I want to offer it to everybody in the room because this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I do. And I can sense some of you wanted to go deeper and needed to go deeper and couldn't, or we ran out of time. And it's one-on-one space can be really beautiful. Okay. Now, after that, You've kind of got the business part handled, right? You've done your part. You've, you've sought permission. You got people to opt in. Then say, uh, let's do the, the big fireworks for the very end and say, everybody at the same time, let's say something out loud. You could say something like, I'm leaving here tonight with blank. I am grateful for blank. I am ready for blank. And have everyone say it exactly at the same time. It takes 30 seconds. You could do a little dance party at the end. Something to leave on a high note. And say, thank you, everybody. That's it. That's the end of your event. Now, what is so cool about this is that once you learn this, it is rinse and repeat. Different topics, different ways. There's a, a great book. Let me check and see if I can find it here. I can't find it right here, but there is a great book on hosting workshops. Now, if you look online, a lot of the workshop stuff is corporate or team building. We nurse coaches like to go a little bit deeper than that, but you can find different ideas out there. And definitely in our Facebook group, come talk about, ask people what workshops they've done, ask about different ideas. Y'all are in different parts of the country. If somebody else did something that sounds really cool, ask them, can I try to do an event similar to yours? Let's not reinvent the wheel, you guys. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, in my bucket list workshop, that's, that's the one I'm going to share about. And in fact, I'm going to pull that script up really quick and just give you an experience. All right. So in my bucket list meetup, I had the whole group set their intentions, introduce themselves, and then I shared my intention. And I said, the reason why I chose this topic as my first meetup event is because I have been with many dying people. I've worked in hospice. I've seen people die slow. I've worked in trauma ICU. And I've watched people die fast. And many of you know about my ability to hear, feel, and see and know things beyond my five senses. And I've experienced death with all those sources of information. And while I don't fear death at all, I fear my ego. I fear edging God out. I fear this most when things are going well, when there are external successes occurring. In high school, I was a homecoming princess my freshman year, and I have no idea how that happened, but it felt so good. 
I felt pretty, important, smart, popular, and then suddenly I wasn't paralyzed by what other people thought of me. Shit, I felt famous for a second. And when time went by and all that external feedback event faded, the old stuff started to creep back in. So whenever external stuff tends to go really well, I fear my ego. Edging got out. Now this meetup is designed to break some of that stuff down, even if it's going really well. We're going to go many years into the future and you are 89 years old. You look down at your hands and you see the thin skin and the wrinkles. You notice the age spots. You feel tired. The kind of tired that happens after a really, really long physical day of work. Your bones ache. You are so enjoying the feeling of lying down. You are lying in your bed at home, warm and comfortable, feeling a very strong sensation of peace. You are dying, and you're completely okay with that. Family has come together to spend time with you in your home. They are patiently waiting for you to wake up so that one by one they can continue to come in and spend some time with you. You know your time is close because your body's tired and although you ache, your pain is starting to subside. You stopped eating a few days ago because you just aren't hungry. You remember reading that this is a natural process of the body and you instinctively know that this may be your last night on earth. You begin to do a life review, remembering all the way back to being a child. You remember your first heartbreak. You remember the day you got married and how naive you were. And you remember the birth of your first child. You may remember a time of depression that you never thought you could get through. You feel some sadness that you're going to transition soon, kind of a sad nostalgia. But all in all, you had a good, healthy, long life. All of a sudden, someone knocks at your door ever so softly. As if they knew you were lost in the deepest dream. You are pulled back into the present moment and say, come in. Ah, it's your 10-year-old great niece. And she comes in to sit with you and hold your hand. She looks sad. She very directly asks if you're afraid to die. And you say no. I lived an amazing, long, and healthy life. She says, is there anything that you really, really wanted to do that you didn't do? Man, you're struck by the seriousness and maturity of this little girl and suddenly feel a deep nagging in your belly. As if being given permission to grieve the dreams that went unrealized. The conversations you never had. The places you never went. The dreams that you never went for. She says, Auntie, you look sad. Did I upset you? You say no. Her face looks older and wiser and she says, Auntie, can you write it down? Write down what you just thought about? I promise to do it all. Everything you didn't get to do. Hmm. Now, 
that was one of the first mindfulnesses I ever <laughs> led a group through, and it was incredibly emotional. And I had everybody sit up, ask them to not make contact with me or anyone around you, and just begin to write. Take 10 minutes and write whatever came up for you. And to be honest, as I was reading this, I immediately started feeling that deep, nagging regret in my belly because I didn't spend as much time with my children as I wish I had. And what that tells me right now in this moment as I record this podcast is that that is where I'm out of balance in my life today. So as soon as I'm done recording, I'm headed downstairs to spend some time with them. But I might have done laundry, you know? I might have chose to do laundry or at least double tasked, hung out with them while doing laundry. But I'm going to go downstairs and, and make eye contact and be really present with them. So this, this deathbed meditation, this bucket list event can be so transformative for people just to get an idea of where they're out of balance. And it's in their writing that all their stuff's going to come up. And then after they've done their 10 minutes of writing, then um, check the time, depending on how many people you have in your event, ask each one of them, say, hey, you have five minutes to just share with us what came up for you. And then at the end of your share, I want to ask, is there any action you can take as a result of this experience in the next 30 days? Okay. So everybody shared the results of their experience, what action they were going to take. And then I had them write a letter to themselves. And I told them that I I had them self-address the envelopes. And I said, I will mail this to them in 30 days. They have 30 days to take this action. And the accountability is they're going to get a letter from themselves delivered to their home, checking in in 30 days. And it was extraordinary. It was really, really extraordinary. I left that event floating. I was, I had created a transformation. I didn't even care about creating clients. Um, I ended up creating three out of the nine people who came, I created three clients. So that event, um, I think at that time I was charging 1500. So that event, uh, created $4,500 worth of business for me. And, and had me floating out of there. Now, right before the event, I was so scared. I did not want to do it. I was mad that I had marketed it and that people were coming. And I was secretly hoping that everybody wouldn't show. Um, and I did it in a salon. A salon had an extra room and they just let me do it there and promote it there because um, for free, because by people coming to my event at their salon, it created awareness about their salon. So there's lots of places in your city that you can do this for free because by people coming to the event, it's free marketing for the place of business that allows you to use a space. So I know that you probably weren't planning on getting a a meditation read to you in that way, but I just wanted to illustrate that even within this, I could create an experience for you while teaching. And that is what I want you to take away is that these events, these meetups, these things that we do create a transformative experience, create an, an energetic building with a, a big moment, have people remember it. If you guys haven't seen the movie, um, I'm Not Your Guru, 
it's it's on Netflix. It's um, Tony Robbins. And it's really, 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 really good. Now that's the ultimate experience, transformative experience is a Tony Robbins event. But just to get like an idea of what to tap into. Because maybe you've never seen something like that or been to an event yet. If you come to our retreat, you'll experience some version of this. Um, but when you're trying to create it yourself, just it's hard to know like what what that could look like. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Uh, meetups, events, workshops, they're just a really great way to A, build your confidence, create community, be a leader, create clients. And they you can do it for almost free. You know, in at the Successful Nurse Coaches, we do not recommend spending any money on advertising your first year. That can that can all come later. All organic, experiential growth mindset, putting yourself out there, fine-tuning your skills, and, and doing a meetup is a really great way to do that. So thanks for listening, y'all. If you have any questions, come hang out with us in the Facebook group. Email us at info at the Successful Nurse Coaches if you know you want to join one of our programs, but you don't know when we're starting next. When this airs, we will be actively enrolling for June of 2023. And we do, I think we have 24 spots available. We have 14 people on the waiting list and we will first come, first serve. Once you enroll in the June mentorship, you get to come be a part of our preceptorship community while you wait. So essentially for 16,000, you can hang out with us for 18 months, 16 months. Um, That was my shameless plug at the end of this experience to invite you into our community, into our world where we can help you learn to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. 